Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the huddle 1109. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair this morning. Good morning to all of you with us uh, this morning on this steamy morning. Hello, sir. Thank you for coming. You've got your beverage in hand. You're ready to go. We got a Viking here, that's, that's too. What we do. we yeah, got we the got Vikings. We got some gophers. We got some sweet Marthas. Uh, we're having a great time. Thanks for listening out there. Uh, we'll, as always, we'll take your calls and texts on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651 461 We start the hour off with a special guest. I'm super excited to have him out here. You know him on social media as Kickley Sports, local artist. Sam, I don't even know your last name. What's your last name? Well, it's Kickley. It yeah. is Kickley. Yeah. It should that be. makes sense. Yeah. It's I my, thought it was like Kick, yeah. and that was Sam Kickley. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for being here this morning. And you, you actually sketched Pete and I. Yeah. And you gave Pete... And I, what looks to be the same frame, so I yeah. really appreciate. Well, you that. we're like twins. You asked, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like the twins movie, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I. I'm Danny DeVito. Yep. You were the stuff left over. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. So, first of all, t- 
tell everybody because they can see your stuff all over the place. But you go around, you travel to different sporting events and events, and you sketch. Yeah, I'm paint. You know, it it started out. Uh, me and my family got COVID uh, okay. last year, and uh, I was in a car accident about eight years ago, and it just re reactivated all my pains and i was you know on a couch for two weeks and i'm like i'm sick and tired of being inside in my studio working i want to do something different and my brother called me because he had uh wild season tickets and there was a 10 game home stretch that year and he said hey can you come out to some of these games because i can't find people during the week so i brought my sketchbook like i brought here and i sketched and the people behind me that were sitting behind me were like what the heck what are you doing? Why, you know, where's this going to be? And, yeah. and so the next game, I was like, well, I wonder if I brought my paints. What would, if, could I do it? And that's when it started blowing up yeah. right away. So, so great. Yeah. Uh, now, do you just go around the whole country, just Minnesota? Or how do you yeah, how do you, I've, you know, I've, I've been asked by other teams, professional teams and colleges and everything to come and do it. But I've been... Uh, loyal to Minnesota. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but really um, you know, I really love the sports scene here. Um, now, if if it works out, because again, it's like I have a family. I don't really want to going. I don't want to make this a job. Job. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to keep it fun and you know have the love of you know what I like about sports yeah. kind of pour through me on the canvas. So, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I'm amazed. That's the voice of Sam Kickley. Kickley Sports, if you follow him. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. You're everywhere, right? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, correct. Facebook. Yep. Uh, TikTok? Uh, no, no, no TikTok. TikTok. Okay, no, yeah. I'm too old. I'm too old for TikTok. You and me both. <laughs> uh, one of the things that, I, that, that interests me all when you, when you do your sketches is you essentially, from a moment, you create one frame. Yep. Um, and, and the one that you shared, you, you brought some prints for us today, and I thank you for that. Yeah. The one that, you know, Ryan Hartman, when he, you know, gave the, his friend the salute. Yep. It happens for a split second. How do, you ca how do you capture that in your mind? Is it a photographic memory, or how do you remember that to be able to create something from it? Yeah, people, people ask me this all the time, but, um, it, you know, I try, my, try my best to remember it. And then it's like back to the future at the end when the photo's disappearing of his family and his hands disappearing. <laughs> it's melting. So I'm fighting against my own memory. And there's a certain point where I just have to stop because if I add anything more to it, mm. it's, I'm now guessing. So yeah. I just stop. So it's kind of, that's kind of the goofiness of the paintings, yeah. I say. I, you know, I say it's an impression, uh, like the impressionists in, in a way that it's it's just a moment that i'm trying to capture movement and uh atmosphere mm -hmm. smell taste all that kind of yeah. stuff kind of goes into it where if i was just to look at a photo or watch it from tv at home you're not really getting that you know yeah well and i was going to ask exactly that because of that catch that we saw the other night with daniel jackson mm -hmm. yeah. for the minnesota gophers and i see your gopher hat on yeah. so when when i see something like that i, I I mean, that was an epic catch, let's be honest. People are already saying that might be the catch of the year, and it's week one. Yeah. So is that something you'd be able to Yeah, maybe? I did. Oh, if you oh. look at my social media, I put it up oh, like uh, 10 that. minutes after it oh. happens. Right. You know, I, I don't know if the photographers hate me because <laughs> I'm always wondering because I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm losing the, uh, that mindset, mm -hmm. you know, of like, I'm just doing, I don't have much time to do it, so I don't have much time to think. But the next day, then I see that the photographers start posting because they can't post their stuff because they're under contract. Right. 
and they can't step on TV's toes. Right. So I'm not but in that can. arena. I can post <laughs> it, and I'm busting my butt to get it as done as quickly as I can to let people know, like, I, I wasn't looking at anything. Yeah. I was right there. You know, I, I'm, you know last year it, it, there was a lot, a lot of learning because I had to be in each of these stadiums, and each of these stadiums pose their own problems with, mm-hmm. fan, you know, like where to position yourself where to be on the field, you know, at a certain moment, all that kind of stuff. And this year, I, you know, I'm going into year two now, and it's, yeah. it's, I, I've, I've got my uh, knowledge and my little secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Before we let you go, because I know you're doing the fair today, yep. is there one event or one thing that you haven't sketched that you'd really like to? Is there one moment, uh, one event in the fair today? Yep. Is there one event or one thing that you haven't sketched that you'd really like to is there one moment uh, one event something uh maybe that happened in the past or or that could come up in the future that you'd like you know what that's something someday i want to make sure i sketch uh the first thing that comes to mind is the kentucky derby i want to really? be there yeah i love horses i love drawing and painting horses i love their muscle you know the the way they move yep. everything about it the energy that you know going there then just the race is very quick, but mm-hmm. all the people, how they dress and everything. And I've, I've painted Canterbury. Uh, um, I've, I've done uh, the polo event. Uh, that's every year, the polo club. Um, but that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. It doesn't really matter. I, you know, I painted PGA Golf last year, the oh. 3M event. Yeah. I, I did all that. So it, it's just, yeah, it doesn't really matter because I'm, I'm, docu- I'm, I'm looking for a moment, whether it be happy or sad like the greek comedy faces you know you have the yeah. sad face and the happy face and minnesota you know you get a lot of sad right yeah. so yeah we do i know i can but there's beauty in those moments like my favorite painting last year that i got was pj fleck in the tunnel after the seniors last home game mm-hmm. i was walking by and these three seniors were were crying because they knew it was their last game at home and they were all hugging one another and i sat there and i'm like should i paint this because part of me was like well i don't want to post this in social media how do I do this so that they don't get made fun of or, you know, like the fans from the other team sure. are going to rag on them? So I'm like, and then PJ came and, and went by him, and then he turned about face, and then he went and he hugged him. And I'm like, that's the moment right there. And, I, he, I, you know, I started, I started going. I dropped all my stuff, and I started going. Then PJ turned and looked at me, and, I was like, and we had an eye-to-eye moment. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, he sees, but there was nowhere for me to go in that tunnel that I couldn't be seen. Normally I position myself where I'm kind of out of the way. Um, but I was just like, dude, you, you saw what I did all year, you know, I, and he just walked by me and, you know, I was like, trust me. And, and that was my best moment. Yeah, uh, that's cool. So you have a wonderful gift. I appreciate you sharing with us. Thank you so much for having me on Sam Kickley. Where can people see your stuff? Uh, Kickley sports at Kickley sports on Instagram, Twitter, and you can find me at, on Facebook as well. And not TikTok. I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Thanks, not Sam. doing the floss. That's probably okay. <laughs> and uh, I promise I will share uh, the photo once because you're you're going to take the sketch home. Yep. I'll tag it. you in it. Okay. I'll tag you in it, and you can reshare it. I will. Thanks, buddy. That's Thank awesome. Great to have you. Take Thanks. a quick break. Come back. We'll have more huddle after this live from the Minnesota State Fair. He's talented, man. Really talented I mean, it's guy. amazing. An incredibly <laughs> talented guy. And uh, he did just an awesome drawing of us so today cool. as well. So cool. So cool. That he's going to put some color into. And we will uh, share that as soon as we as soon as soon we get that out to social media. Uh, Pete, I, I wanted to talk about 
the uh, soon uh, will be the next national championship oh, football sure. team, uh, Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes. Great. I mean, listen, they, they beat TCU. That's great. Um, they beat, uh, you know. They They've taken on all comers so all far. Comers they beat them all. Season. <laughs> yeah, one season, one game of the season. After the game, though, and, and I'm, we don't have the clip, and that's fine. Uh, but after the game, basically prime, uh, Goes up, a reporter is going to ask a question in the post-game press conference, and he said, how do you, you know, basically dogging him for, well, you wrote bad stuff about me. You know, I, what do you, do you believe in us now? Do you believe in us now? And this reporter, who probably is using his better judgment, says, I, I, like, what did I write? You know, what, what, what I would have liked to have said is, no, it's one win. I don't believe in you yet. But here's my problem with it, and I, and I have this problem all the time, and obviously my lens is because I was a sports reporter for years. Yeah. I know what it's like to sit in those chairs. I know what it's like to have to ask those tough questions. I, I know the feeling when a coach or a player looks down on you and you just know, uh-oh, I just ticked him off. But my problem with it is Dion wants it. He, he wants his cake and he wants to eat it too, right? <laughs> I mean, listen, you can't sit down with Aaron Andrews in your overalls and your cowboy hat and your cowboy boots and do this interview and do that interview and talk and, and put all the stuff on social media and bring in Tim Brewster, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> you know, I tell these guys to leave and then come back and, and all this. And then you get mad when someone writes something negative about you or, sure. or, or what you deem is negative. Guess what? When you put all the eyes on you, those eyes are going to – I tweeted it last night. Those eyes are going to have scrutiny in them. Yep. And this is a – we'll have a conversation later. This is something that I have not ever seen P.J. Fleck do. Yes, P.J. Fleck is, is out there, and, and that rubs some people the wrong way. Mm. But he doesn't dress down reporters, good, bad, or indifferent. And he reads and hears all of it. I, it just bugs me <laughs> that Prime – you know, you're so mad because someone dares to not believe in you before you've ever played a game – and I didn't read the article that the guy said. It's just annoying to me, and it's stupid because this guy's trying to do his job. He, he cannot write all good, all bad, all the time. But, you know, the bottom line is, as, as the head coach, you have to understand that that comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get praise. Sometimes you get ripped. That's the deal. That's why you're getting paid what you're getting paid in Colorado. Yeah, and, and I think that uh, Dion usually doesn't have that side to him, usually. But it's too bad that that kind of came out. And, and all of a sudden it became about him rather than what it really should be about is the players. And let's be honest, as you said, I mean, you know, they did just win the national title. Just kidding. <laughs> but, but they did just have their – they got their first win. And that's, that, they're a 20-point underdog. Now, who was the, the bozo? in Las Vegas, who made that a 20-point underdog. Someone made some money. I mean, yeah, because when you really think about it, and we talked about it earlier, but the entire offense had to be redone at, at TCU. They're a very good football team. They've had a decent past, they, they, recent, recently especially, but they lost a lot. Uh, you know, if we think we lost something here at the University of Minnesota, they lost twice what we lost, offensively and defensively. So we really don't know how Colorado is as a team, and now suddenly, you know, the reaction is, well, wow, these guys are great because yeah. they blew them away. By the way, they didn't blow them away. <laughs> no. This this was a very good football game. It went back and forth throughout the throughout the game, and Colorado did play really well. The quarterback, did, his son, did have a great game. He should have just immediately just, and I know he got to it, but proud of his son, 
proud of what he did in his game one, but he should have followed that up with, boy, this is a long season. Yes. We got 10 or 11 more of these. We got a long way to go. And, 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 and people would have been loving that. They would have embraced the fact that there's some humility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's something that's gotten lost, I think, yeah. over time. And I, I know Dion. I like Dion. I know about, about who he is, how he thinks, and everything else. But the Dion I know was the old player. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know him as the coach other than the videos that we've all seen yeah. and down there at, you know, in the south and now with Colorado. But it, it's interesting that he unfortunately went back to the player side. Because when you're a coach, it's better to be that coaching side of things where you might think that about a reporter and want to go after him, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he did. Yeah. And that, that I thought it was a little embarrassing, to be honest with you. I do. And I think maybe that this is – I mean, we, we, Dion is a great football mind. We know that. He's a, he was a phenomenal player. Yep. But at its core, he's still a brand-new football coach. Yeah. You know, he coached Jackson State – well. Two, two years, three years, something like that. I mean, that, this yeah. is really his third or fourth year as a head coach. He's learning. Yep. And I would assume at some point he'll learn that you have to have some humility as a head coach because that just doesn't – it doesn't play. He should have just talked a lot yes. about his son. Yep. Hunter, who's a two-way guy who was – and everybody who doesn't know this. Which is amazing. He was arguably one of the, if not what, was he a number one or a number five guy or something mm-hmm. like that in yeah. – in high school sports, and he, he out-recruited and was able to get him from Florida, Florida State, Miami, Alabama, everybody else who wanted him. He out-recruited him. He got him, yeah. and that's great. And he had a great game, both sides of the ball. He's phenomenal. Just focus on that. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Yeah. You know, Not that I'm perfect, because I know I'm not. I say stupid things all the time. <laughs> but the reality is, you know, here's a, he, it was an easy layup for him, really, yeah. just to say, you know what? I'm so proud of my son, and and you know, and, and, and Hunter, and this. And, and everybody wants to be on his side. Yeah, That's they the want to like him. Yes. you know, because yes. he's likable, and he's had his own health is, yeah. issues as well. So he's a very faithful guy. I know he's got a very Christian side to him, and. And that's all great, too, but uh, I think he needs to maybe read more about that in the Bible or whatever he needs yeah. to do because humility was missing and last stop night. stop reading the newspapers. Yeah. Might yeah. be a good idea. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with newspapers. <laughs> speaking of newspapers, our good buddy Chip Scoggins is here. He's here? From the Star Tribune. He's back there listening to me uh, tell him to not read the newspaper. But I think Dion should read uh, the newspaper. And if he's going to read one here, he should read Chip Scoggins. We're going to have him on, chat with him about some gopher football. That's coming up next on The Huddle on 830. WCCO. There we go. That'll wake you up. Welcome back to the huddle. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair here on 830 WCCO. Dave, Pete, and Charlie, great to have you, and great to be joined by Chip Scoggins of the Star Tribune. Good friend of mine, longtime writer and columnist. You were at the Gopher game the other night, I'm, I'm guessing, yes? I was. You were at the game. Uh, so I'm pretty sure Ethan Kalik Mattis is going to win the Heisman. Can you <laughs> talk me out of this, Chip? Um, we knew P.J. was going to throw the ball more yeah. uh, with Ethan. I didn't expect him to throw the ball 45 times. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It was. Uh, we knew it would be different. I didn't think it would be that different. And it can't be that different going forward. they got to be able to run the ball. Right. Yeah. Right. As, as talented as that kid is, and I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. Yeah. I think just the physical skills that he has and the, his makeup and his confidence and his moxie, I think he has all that. He just needs experience now. But 
they're not going to win many Big Ten games running for 55 yards. I no. Mean, it was 2.2 yards per carry. And so they – and Ethan was good on third down. He converted eight third downs, yeah. but it felt like he was third and eight all the A time, lot. and they put him in tough spots. So um, I like him. I, I like the young guy, but uh, they have to figure out that run game. Chip, my, my frustration, and we talked about it already earlier, is – so I love our tight ends. I'm a guy yeah. who played linebacker a long time. Tight ends are always open. I've said it forever. And now the whole world knows it because yeah. guys like Kittle and all these other great, you know, all the different tight ends in the NFL. Why is it that we open the game up with a pass to span forward, which I think is brilliant. That's exactly what I would do. But you know what? How many more times they throw him the football? I know. Not too late, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've sort of been banging this drum for years. Yeah. And you and I. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you go back to no matter who the offensive coordinator has been. That's been a preseason storyline every year. You're going to throw more to the tight end. You're going to throw more to because they just they haven't done it. I mean, it's just not a big part of what they do. And when you have Span Ford, who's going to be an NFL yep. tight end, mm-hmm. I mean, you just look at his size and athleticism. I mean, he's going to be an NFL player next year. I would say eight targets a minimum for him yeah. a game, right? Um, and I understand it's you know you got to spread the ball around, and they like their wide receivers, but. Um, I, yeah, it's something that we've been on the podium saying that for years because he. I just think that kid, he's a mismatch because of his size. Yeah. And he's got great hands. And so we'll see if it expands, you know, going forward. But, yeah, when they opened up the you know first play, they hit him. I was like, okay, here it is. Here we go. We're going to see a lot of it. And it just they went away from it. Chip Scoggins joining us uh, from the Minnesota State Fair. So the, the running issues, Chip, um, we, we kind of talked about this before. Is this more because Mohamed Ibrahim's not there anymore or because they lose John Michael Schmitz, the, you know, the offensive line? Are we just so used to seeing – or maybe we didn't know how good we had it with Ibrahim. Yeah, I would say all of the above. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't have that bell cow running back yeah. now. Um, Sean Tyler's a, a portal transfer kid that has college experience, but he's not a bell cow guy, I think. If you look at his uh, stats at Western, uh, somebody was telling me, I don't think he had a game where he carried over 18 times. Wow. So he's not a guy you're just going to give it to 30 times. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce Williams has been here as long as Pete. <laughs> <laughs> he put, Some he put, of these guys he, are, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's up like seven mean, years. Were you in freshman guys. classes with Yeah, uh, he with and Tanner I, Morgan. yeah, yeah we, we, went, right. yeah, we, we um, went at Psychology 101 <laughs> together, I think. Right. So, I mean, we saw him uh, the other night. And, but part of it, too, is I don't think the offensive line played particularly well. Mm-hmm. I, just, I didn't see a lot of uh, running lanes for those guys. P.J. thought they were okay early and late, thought they struggled in the middle, and that's probably accurate. I just don't think overall they played that well. And so that's going to have to improve, and you're just going to have to get more production out of those running backs. And I don't know if, if this, you know, the Taylor kid, the freshman, who's – Maybe it was their highest-ranked kid coming mm-hmm. in, the kid from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Had a Michigan offer, but he's 18. This is still new for him. I, I don't know how much you can rely on him yet. Maybe as the season goes on, he gets more experience. You'll be able to do it more. But um, somehow, some way, they're going to have to figure out, you know, more, be more efficient in there. It, it doesn't have to be a lot of run. It doesn't have to be 25 straight runs like we've seen P.J. in the past. Um, but they have to average more than 2.2 yards per carry. There has to be a threat there. That it has they to be a threat, yeah. yeah. And there wasn't the other night, I think. And, it, and they, did, they basically abandoned at the end. I mean, yeah. some of that's because they're trailing, but some of that 
it's, it, I think they just got tired of being in second, nine, third, and eight all the time. And I think coming into it, you know, a lot of people were saying to me, I had not been at practice this year. It's my fault. I keep wanting to try to get over there. I haven't. But people were talking about the center. Even though he doesn't have experience, the guy's been there forever, mm-hmm. right? And then you look at our two tackles, and you look at Carroll, and then you look at that big kid on the right side, Ursi. I mean, we're loaded with size, but I just was shocked that we, we had such a struggle trying to run the football. Yeah, and it's uh... – I mean, you talk about John Michael Schmitz, and this is no, you know, no knock on Nathan Bow, but right. you're talking about a guy who's starting in the NFL and yeah. is going to be a really good player for a long time in the NFL. Right. He was one of the best centers in college football, so yeah, it's going to be impossible to, to replace him yeah. uh, at his level. Uh, it, it was interesting because we thought, and they, Quinn Carroll had been repping at right guard, that they thought yeah. that was, was going to be his move. When he started, he was kicked out back at right tackle again. Um, so we'll see. PJ said in our last uh, press conference before the opener that they were still going to rotate some guys in there, and, and, and I was, he wasn't sure if they had found their best five yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's going to be an ongoing process. I mean, they know who their left tackle is, Ursary. He's a big kid. Yep. Uh, you know who your center is going to be. Um, other than that, and you know Quinn Carroll's either going to be a guard or, or tackle. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that, that gets solidified. But maybe it was just – uh, all the rotations, because that was an open competition mm-hmm. throughout camp. Yeah. So it's not like they said, here's our five, go build your consistency, right? Yeah. Go build your connection and chemistry and all that. So that might be a work in progress too, but again, they're going to have to play better. And I think Nebraska's defense is better than what we've seen the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And PJ said afterwards, uh, it wasn't hard to tell that those guys played a lot harder than they did for the previous coach. I mean, mm-hmm. they played <laughs> I thought they played hard. Uh, the quarterback is a nice runner. He's not much of a passer, which right, you, right. we saw with the yep. three interceptions. But he's a really good athlete. And they have good athletes. It's just they have this in their DNA. They self-destruct at the worst possible time. Because you look at how many one-score games that Scott Frost lost. What was it, 21 or yeah, 22? Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. So they're in these games. They're, so they're yeah. good enough athletically to be in these games. But they're just, for whatever reasons, they don't finish. Yeah. So, Ethan. On Thursday night, 22 of 44, 196 yards, touchdown interception. He gets sacked three times. I, I The stat line's great. I think he played better than the stat line from I, what I saw. Yeah, I would agree because I think there were five or six drops. Yeah, a couple um, like right on his hands drops. The, I mean, to me, there was <clears throat> two throws where the interception, obviously, that was yep. a poor yep. poor decision, poor throw. Uh, that's one. That's And here's the thing. That was his fifth start, right? Yeah. Right. You're talking about a guy who's – making his fifth major college start, and he's throwing the ball 44 times. Um, he's, and he didn't even have his number one wide receiver, by the way. Chris Notman Bell didn't play. Yeah, and and I don't know how much they're going to be able to rely on him. Yeah. To be honest I was you. surprised he wasn't in the game. Well, Were he's you? been limp. No, no. Because I thought that he was going to be ready in time. He's been limited all camp. I mean, he talked about they thought he would be, and he was questionable going in. Now mm-hmm. the, the Big Ten has that thing two hours before um, the game. They released the uh, – uh, participation, and he was listed as questionable. So it's because of you writers, you need that's your information. Right. Well, <laughs> got to have your info. Come we know on. what that's for, right? Got to feed the, the gamblers. The I got Twitter <laughs> and gambling. True. That's the gamblers. Um, so he was questionable, and I just don't know with the number of injuries he's had. Yeah, if he's going to be your number one, I, I I said going in, I thought the top three targets, and it's it bore out in the opener. Daniel Jackson, mm-hmm. Crooms, the kid that transferred in, mm-hmm. who's really good. Um, 
talking to people around the program throughout camp. They're like, keep an eye on him. They really think this kid is something special. And it's Van Ford. I thought those three would be your top three in targets. Um, but they have other guys. Lemecki Brockington, we saw what he did against Wisconsin last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the other transfer, Elijah Spencer, had mm-hmm. a nice catch over on the boundary, which I thought was one of uh, Ethan's best Beautiful throws. Beautiful throw. One throw. on the run mm-hmm. where he's – Back shoulder. Back, yeah, yep. it was a pretty thing. Um, and then, and then Ottman Bell, if, 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 you know, once he gets completely up mm-hmm. to speed and past the injury. So I feel like they have – Five wide receivers yep. that they can count on, and then a you know a really good tight end. So this is as deep. Now they've had higher end wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've had a first round pick um, and, and two NFL guys in nineteen. But I feel like this is as deep as of quality wide receivers yep. that they've had in, in PJ's time. Were we missing? We were missing a linebacker though, right? I I, I think yeah, Cody Lindenberg. Yeah. So he, what was the deal there? And he, was that PJ late? PJ said or? it was it was nothing major. PJ said it was a practice, and he kind of went in weird and. Uh, got some shoulder thing. Okay. Um, but he says not um, not major. Doesn't mm-hmm. think he'll be a long-term thing. So, And he's their best linebacker. He yeah. can really run. Yeah. Um, he's and a he's guy, big. Yeah, <laughs> he's a big kid. He's big. Yeah. He can run. He's, he was a leading tackler coming back. Um, and he's a guy that, I mean, P.J. thinks he's going to be one of the top linebackers in the Big Ten. I don't know if he's that good, but that tells you what P.J. thinks of him. Is mm-hmm. To not have him, now you're scrambling, yeah. you know, a little bit, and you're playing guys who haven't, played in your system yeah I, i'm a big fan of joe rossi i, I think yeah. he's one of the top coordinators well he is mm-hmm. he's one of the top coordinators in the country when you look at what he's done the last four years since taking over um mid-season 2018 and they have a lot of new faces on that defense playing and a lot of guys stepped up and really had nice games they got a lot of team speed some new faces in the secondary and so uh that was a that's a really impressive effort by their defense considering all the new guys they had and then you know to, to lose your probably your best tackling linebacker yeah. right before the game yeah. chip scoggins joining us this morning do you have time to stick around for Absolutely. another second yeah. we have awesome. to for you for sure all right good chip will uh, we'll do another segment with chip talk i want to talk about the vikings as well uh, as a little surprise question for chip as well you're listening to the huddle on a 30 wcco When I see <laughs> Pete Najarian walking down the way at the State Fair, this is the song I think of. As I'm walking through. I said, he's, got, he's just he's the hair flowing. Oh, Who's yeah, that yeah, man? Uh, the little hair I have. Welcome, like. <laughs> welcome back to the huddle at the Minnesota State Fair. Chip Scoggins joining us. Uh, Chip, uh, yesterday, very well publicized. We've already talked about it. Uh, Coach Prime goes after one of the newspaper reporters for – writing something he deemed was not uh, supportive of the program, not that he didn't believe in the program. Yeah. You and I have spent many a day in the huddles and in the, in the you know, scrums. Has there ever <laughs> been an interview or have you ever asked a question and to who where you got backlash from it? Not. Uh, there was a time where uh, Mace and I were <laughs> sort of sparring and there was a press conference <laughs> that didn't go well. Um, he was a little short with me. Not anything – to that degree, yeah, um, it was aggressive. It was, yeah, it was. Uh, I understand if you wanted to take, you know, a little jab at him, but that it kept going and going, and yeah. it's like it was very personal. Um, nothing like that. There was last year, I'd gotten on PJ pretty good at the <laughs> Iowa game for not having a more balanced offense, not throwing it more, and was at Indiana the next week, 
Um, or I, I think it, no, it was, uh, maybe Iowa, he, he went for it uh, or kicked a field goal when I wanted yeah. him to go for it, right? And they were down there at the three, whatever, and he kicked a field goal. And uh, then it was the next week we were at Indiana. And he went for it on a fourth down, turned it, turned down a field goal, and someone asked him about it. He's like, well, Chip would get on me. He would rip me if I did this. <laughs> it's <laughs> always it was, fun to get called out, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, we've kind of had a few of those moments. Uh, but you love it because that yeah. means he's reading Well, it. the thing with, like, PG, I think we both respect each other. So yes. it's, it's good nature. He's and, a pro. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, we always talk it out. Like, if there's, you know, if he's frustrated or anything, that we always, uh, you know, talk about, like, what he was thinking, his strategy, those type yeah. things, so, which, which is I appreciate, you know, because then you, you know, kind of get his perspective on why he made that decision. Sure. Chip, I got I got one for you outside of uh, Minnesota football, but tied into it anyway. This whole thing, for, it started off really with the SEC, and I know you're an SEC yeah. guy, right? Uh, so they've, they've obviously, they, they basically were the ones who really started to pressure this whole thing with the Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Yeah. All of a sudden now the, the Pac-12 is now down to a Pac-2. Uh, <laughs> So tell us, what too. what do you think about yeah. this now and, and, and how this whole thing, because what bothers me is this, when you've got conferences and you can't even play half the teams in your conference, how, how is that a conference? That's a good point. It, it, a does, point. It, it feels weird to say you have a conference of 18 schools. Or 20s. In 20s, which is <laughs> yeah. where it's going to go. I mean, the Big Ten is not stopping at 18. No. Um, you know, yes, yeah, so growing up in the SEC and around college sports, I'm a traditionalist. I love the traditions, right? Um, third Saturday in October. If you're from Tennessee, you don't get married, you don't die on the third Saturday in October. <laughs> that's uh, so true. You don't do it. That's so true. Uh, that's, you play Alabama every yeah. third yeah. Saturday in October. So I love those things about um, college sports. But I understand it's like TV executives do not care. No. They don't care. And they're the ones making the decisions. They want big games. They want more markets. They want, uh, you know, just the allure of having these super conferences. So they don't care what we think. Um, but I do think it's – there's part of me that – and I'm probably talking out of both sides of my mouth because there's part of me that I think it's going to be cool when they go for, go play at Oregon oh. or when they get to go play USC. So if you're asking me – and if I was a fan, hey, would you rather go watch a game at Washington, Oregon, USC, or Purdue? Or Northwestern. Hey, Great man, point. I love that, Purdue. <laughs> the only thing is, I will lose my mind and throw a fit, and they'll never do this. I hope you do not sacrifice Wisconsin, Iowa, your traditional rivals. So far, so, yeah. far, so good and with they that. they allowed them so to protect far. it. When they did this, when they yeah. went to what they thought was going to be 16, and they brought out the, uh, the, the new, they did away with divisions, but they brought out the scheduling. They allowed schools to protect up to three. Uh, the Gophers protected Wisconsin yeah. and Iowa, which you cannot lose those, right? No. Like, that would be really, really terrible. So, as long as they do that, I'm fine with it. But it's weird to me to think Stanford's going to be in the Atlantic Coast Conference. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a geography now. major, but. Uh, it just feels so I Honestly, I wonder sometimes as I'm watching all this happen that someday we're, we're just going to have it's, the ACC. The Big Ten, the Big Twelve, and the SEC, and yeah. that will be it. For yeah. Well, you're gonna have three have super. Ones. You're gonna have three super conferences, and right. I think where they're trending is, I think eventually five years, ten years, whatever it is, I think football is gonna break away, and they're gonna take forty-five schools. Yeah. What's the number? 
yeah. and just have football, and then the, everybody else go back to the, the more traditional model where it's ge- geographical and interesting. I just think because this is all football driven. Yeah. yeah. Like you're telling me that Oregon is going to fly to Rutgers for a tennis match? <laughs> They're not going to do it. <laughs> they can't. They're just not. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not feasible financially. It makes no sense. But you could do it on football. Um, so I think eventually football, because it, all these decisions are just football-driven, yeah. I could see them breaking away and, and taking. Now, there's going to be some schools that get left out in these power conferences, um, but take whatever the number is, 45, and just say we're having a football, basically a, a minor league NFL. Well, that's what it is now, too. It is minor league NFL. And, and what I would say is this. Uh, if I were the Big Ten commissioner, one of the things that I would have pressed really hard on is get Cal and Stanford. You already got SCUCLA. Yeah. You got Oregon. You got Washington. It gives you more rivals. Give us them, and then let, you know what? Take Rutgers and Maryland and toss them to whoever wants them. Maybe yeah. the ACC wants them. I don't know. It would make more sense because yeah. they're on the Atlantic. So I mean, you know, but yeah. But, I, and the thing is, that makes sense if you're the Big Ten commissioner. Yeah. I don't know that he has that. This is coming from TV. TV. That's you're saying, right. man, if we could get Oregon and Washington and those markets and those brands, yeah. imagine what that do. So I think they're going to get to twenty, where then you could have. Four or five team divisions. Obviously, the big carrot out there. If you could get Notre Dame, you would take whoever with that the twentieth team. But if Notre Dame is going to get the deal that they want from NBC, which is going to have to pay them in the neighborhood of seventy million a year, which that's so bad. Yeah, I think they'll get it because that's what that's what Minnesota and them are going to be getting. Uh, People have talked about North Carolina. They talked about Virginia. They talked about Clemson. You know, Florida State's already made waves about trying to get out of the ACC. So they're not stopping at 18. I think you'll get to 20 here in the next few years. Let's. uh, I'd like to turn our sights here a little bit to to the Vikings, Chip, if we can. TJ, we haven't really talked about this much yet, but TJ Hawkinson is now the highest paid tight end uh, in the league and maybe I think the history of of the world. Um, (laughs) To me, my initial thought was, and I'm curious what you think, my first thought was, how how are all the how are we signing all these guys before Justin Jefferson gets his contract? And, you know, I I'm not a capologist, <laughs> but maybe the way they structure him helps them know how much they how they can structure his. But don't you still pay him first? You well, <laughs> I will not be big money. First. I would think. I thought. I honestly thought we'd show up to camp and it's a first day camp. Here's Justin. Here's Jefferson. JJ. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Um, my gut says they want to get this done before the opener, so I, I think it'll happen this week. Yeah, because um, it's just you don't want this dragging out during the season. And, and and Justin hasn't used it as a distraction. He's done everything in camp. Yeah, full participant. He hasn't you know said I'm not going to practice or anything like that. So he's handled it well. Um, but I think they would want to get this done obviously before the season. So it wouldn't surprise me if it happens this year. But it's it, these are some big decisions that Quasi's had to make. The tight end, Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Christian yeah. Darrisaw is going to get one after this oh, season. He's going to need one. And then what are you going to do at quarterback? Right. Yeah. Um, my why, guts? Did, why did we not get Trey Lance? I, I'm not saying I think he's the greatest well, thing ever. I'm not. But <laughs> because, he's a Minnesota kid. He was out you know, in North Dakota, Minnesota, yeah. Marshall, Minnesota, by the way. Yeah. Goes to San Francisco. You can understand. He's, a, you know, he's something out of water, right? So I honestly think it's not so much what you would have to give up because it wasn't much. What was it? No. A fourth, fourth, fourth round pick. But you take on his contract, and I believe his cap hit next year is $5 million. I just don't think they're in a situation financially where they can take a $5 million flyer. Golly. Yeah, that's a good point. By the way, I had no idea. 
that the cure for an inner ear infection was cash. <laughs> yeah, it was. Did he you know that? that? And back. And a bad back. I mean, right? forget antibiotics. That's real money, man. It's just, just yeah. stuff a couple dollar bills in there. Well, and that's the thing. is like you play the game. We know exactly yeah. what's happening. He was, as soon as that deal got done, he was going to be back on the, on the field, and, and that's why they didn't want that one dragging into this. Yeah. Season. We're out of time, brother. Thank you. All right, brother. Thanks Chip, for you're the best. Yeah. Chip yeah, Scoggins, you, Star Tribune, just a fantastic guy. Check out his stuff. We'll be back from the Minnesota State Fair. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.